welcome to Tools in the Shed. It's a podcast powered by Cars Guy, ready to rip in a car stuff that has caught our eye this week. I'm James, and with me is Richard. Hello. And Matt. Hello. This week, we're looking at the next Ranger Raptor and Ford Australia's commitment to big utes and pickups. We'll talk about some of the cars that have occupied the Cars Guide garage this week, and we'll catch up with the font of all human knowledge, including US military strategy, in this week's Must Watch. So stay with us. Musky. But first, we'll run through some feedback, yeah. and it's always great to have it. Thank you. Alexei Roll says, I wish you could all wear green lycra suits so that you just look like floating heads in the shed and Richard should wear a green beanie. That would be amazing. It's just a face. Just like a mully grub's face. (laughs) Just the Uh, eyes. Also, JC pronounces Subaru more like the Japanese or Americans. Um, Just an observation. If you pronounced it like a New Zealander, it would be an admonishment. Subaru. That's how the, the Kiwis do, say it. Yeah. Yeah. Subaru. 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 Hey. <laughs> What's um, the right way to say it? And then Subaru. Uh, also, Subaru? I would love some fact myself. shrapnel on why the new WRX is taking so long and why it's seemingly impossible to offer a manual Lavorg. Mm. Now, WRX, you got mm. any mail there, M4? Nothing really. No. Um, it's a few years away is what we know, but right. uh, and it's going to have big power outputs, possibly two different power trains available. But um, I'm imagining it's just the natural course of uh, model years. Yeah, but that's CVT. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Don't also another Vogue. Mm. Yeah. Uh, no, mm. turbo. Cool. Big turbo. And yeah, then Lavorg, you know, with a manual, it's one of those things where it looks so easy mm. to just, why can't you just put that transmission yep. with that engine? But there'd be all kinds of market considerations. Can yeah. we make it add up financially? Well, it, it, if if it had the manual, if it had the same six-speed manual as you get in a regular WRX, mm. because it is essentially just a WRX wagon. That's right, with a boot. Uh, it yep. would be so good. Yeah. And it, as it is, it's not as good as it could be. Yeah. Because like, it doesn't have that manual. I right. remember um, at the launch of the first generation one, um, the the Subaru engineer who always says too much, mm. um, basically just said, look, you know, that first of all was a bit of a test. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is essentially a WRX all underneath, but with a, a you know, a wagon, a wagon bottom. Yes. Um, you know, the very next question we had was why it doesn't it come with a manual? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just comes down to sales. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. They aren't enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Colonel Lightseed says, I'm mm. sure Toyota would have a few of the 2GR Camry V6s laying around. Just pop a turbo on them and chuck them into the GR Hilux. I'd buy two just in case I flipped one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's my Which favorite comment so far. That's fantastic. Yeah. A turbo uh, V6. Yeah. It's a good idea. Out of a, like a Lotus. Or I, so long as the mm. engines weren't rusty. You know, the mm. exhaust manifold mm. didn't have too much corrosion on it. If mm. they have been lying around, they might have been outside. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, YSR12 says... No, it can't take out Ford Ranger Raptor because it's a basic Hilux with only some uh, custom grill. Okay, so this is Hilux this GR. This is Hilux GR. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and in the same vein, Jason Manning says, "Ha ha! Really? The Hilux is so far behind the Ranger, it isn't even funny." Oh wow! Yeah. Except on the sales charts, but we'll get to that soon. <laughs> and um, yeah. the uh, the thing I'd like to say that I know that uh, Toyota puts a lot of emphasis on this GR program and where it's going with it, but mm. they've told us before that the to wear the GR badge, it's got to either go better, stop better, or turn better. So that's so, more than just a sticker kit. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that's uh, yeah. something they mm. keep true to. 
Good point. Uh, Wax triple three. Yay, Wax. If I remember in New Zealand, the first generation of the new model Hilux, i.e. 2015, yep. um, 2015, 2016 models, yep, yep. were offered in a V6 petrol engine. They didn't sell much compared to the 2.8 diesel. Yeah, they did have a 4-litre V6 engine uh, in Australia as mm. well, um, and yep. it was... Too thirsty. Yeah, yeah. And wax, famously a Kiwi. Uh, don't take offence at that comment before about you know someone not liking a New Zealand accent. Oh, wax I, is wax is fine with that. I yeah. love a Kiwi yeah. accent. Yeah. Me too. I think it's choice. Okay, now it's quite um, attractive. We... <laughs> so do I. Attractive. 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 The atomizer says drive Ranger then drive the Toyota Hilux, and if it wasn't for the Toyota badge on the steering wheel, there's a good chance you would pick the Ranger. It is a better truck, but people are blinded by the Toyota sticker. Um, blinded by a reputation for excellent reliability, probably, and yeah. better resale than anything else you can buy. That's so a factor. that could Gosh, be. Part that of sounds it. a bit PR-ish. Uh, no, just just being honest. <laughs> tell us more, um, Matt. That's just the that truth. About, really interesting. Let me tell you about the Toyota highlights <laughs> and what it can like do is, for you. Sounds oh like goodness. there are several stories that could oh, spin off that. Look, wow. I've got a lot to say about Toyotas. <laughs> you sure do. But in response to de-atomizer, John Gibson said, I drive a 2012 Corolla sedan mm-hmm. and a 2019 Hilux two-wheel drive single cab tabletop. Oh, Jeez. wow. Wow. I used to be a Kingswood Commodore guy. Mate. But moved over to Toyota in 2013. Right. Other than regular servicing, I've never had them off the road. Next year, I might replace the Corolla with a Yaris Hybrid. A model that's not yet released. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, From a Kingswood to a hybrid Corolla. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That, that times have changed. The, um, really, that, it's a statement, isn't it, when you say, I'm a Kingswood Commodore. That Commodore. Hilux two-wheel drive tabletop cab chassis ute is one of the fiercest riding cars that I've ever <laughs> been in. It is preposterously firm. Right. It's yuck. Yeah, All even right. with a load... But uh, yep. you put a thousand kilos yep. in the back and it settles a little. Yeah. Well, John but could tell us how his relationship with a chiropractor is going. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, that's if, true. He's, if he's had it for a while, it's fine. If you, you know, you constantly got bags of cement in the back. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Richard DeCook yes. has been on uh, on the line. The hybrid craze yeah. around the Rav Four is sick. Dealer <laughs> demos sell for ten k more than the list price. I like yeah. that car. Seeing this, yeah. Honda and Ford should speed up the introduction of hybrid CRV and Escape. Personally. I'd rather opt for Escape normal hybrid than plug-in hybrid, mm-hmm. uh, since it will have full all-wheel drive, not e-all-wheel drive like Rav4. Yeah. yeah, so the plug-in hybrid is the only one we'll be getting in Australia for Escape when it yep. comes in the third quarter of this year, I believe. Yep. Um, and I actually think that plug-in hybrid is going to suit a lot of people better than yep. a regular hybrid. Oh, look, it's like you know, full fat and 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 skim milk. It's you, you've got to go all or nothing. Mm. Um, and I think um, with hybrids, I think the plug-in hybrid is the way to go. Mm. Truly is. Otherwise, it's just. I know. just want to put it out there. Skim milk yep. is awful. Whoever, oh. whoever yeah. chooses skim milk, sorry, yeah. I just cannot see your worldview. It's it just is like milk with water in it. It's awful. Mm. I like macadamia milk. Uh, what? Yuck! Macadamia milk. Okay, you, come on. And you also have. Um, I have almond, almond well. milk. But almond macadamia. Milk. But how do you milk a milk and almond? about your nutty milk? Yeah. And how, where how do you milk an almond? <laughs> It's very difficult. You've I can show you a video. There is a video have a about tiny sheep, tiny nut dog yeah. to get them into yeah. the where little you tiny milk stool, if little tiny bucket. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, we'll be putting a little video up behind us right now. Oh, uh, can to we show, show you how you milk an almond? All right. Oh. 
Fantastic. It's not rude. Fantastic. <laughs> wow. Now, uh, after, <laughs> after a small hiatus, we've been visited by Hammer Rocks. Hey, and Hammer, Hammer says, um, hi, guys. I haven't commented in a while, but still a regular viewer Hope and an okay. avid fan yeah. of the v- vlog. I love the idea of the Bathurst Rallycross 1000 race. I think there's a ready viewing and attendance market for such a race. Maybe yes. include mud sections, etc., <gasps> and a tabletop-style track at the finish line so the vehicles do a bit of a – or a lot of air as yeah. they cross. Let's start a campaign to generate interest. This could be now, the, the challenge that we've been speaking about look, internally, very yeah. secret challenge that we've been talking about internally for a long time. Yeah, which we'll keep secret. We're going to keep because it secret. Because it's got, it's got legs. Years ago, yeah. Bernie Eccleston – Right. Um, also, Mr. Burns from The Simpsons, mm-hmm. right? Mm. He wanted to jazz up Formula One with um, wet sections of the sprinklers. track. He with did. sprinklers. Yeah. Mm. I can see that at Bathurst. I That'd think. Good. Oh, Water I'd... balloons in the crowd, they chuck it as they go past. I just think, I, I, for the first time in a long time, watched a bit of supercars on the teeth the other day. Mm. And seriously, those Mustangs look wrong. Yeah, they, they, they are just laughable. <clears throat> not to denigrate Aussie racing cars too no. much, but they look like an Aussie they racing do. car. Yeah, they, there's they so, do. there's just so much wrong with the proportion of that car. That's I a would, parody thing, isn't it? And the, we're, the we're thinking about just jazzing up supercars. Yeah. and yeah. adding yeah. a rallycross element. I'd like oh. to just see on Bathurst at mm. Bathurst down Conrod Strait, yes. just at the kink. Yes. where they go start to drop down yep. the hill a little bit. A sheep just dip where a, you dive into the water. An ice section. Ice section. That would be mad. That would be amazing. Yeah. And you've got to catch it before you go into the next left hand. Saying that they should be utes as yeah. well, yeah. right? So, yeah. and one of the ideas uh, I had was that when you come into the pits, you you fill up with fuels, get tires, and you've got to do some tradey stuff. Yeah. Like you've got to <laughs> you've got to knock up a pergola, or you've got to um, get some nails out of an old board, and that'd be that. fantastic. Or I a like section it. where you get out of the car and you've got to scull a bin and get back in <laughs> yeah, again. It. And you shouldn't do that. Actually, no, that's no, a no, bad no. idea. I, it'd be more like a pie, yeah, and a pie, a coffee move, ice coffee move, yeah. And you've got to fill out a receipt book. That's some job that you've done. Is move still a thing? I don't know. I think so. Big oh, M. Big M. Farm. Oh, no. be big M. Most, yeah. people, most tradies now just drink... What the, is it? Farmer's Union. They drink Dare. Yes. The, the really yeah. heavy, Ooh. hardcore one. Right. Yeah. Or they're drinking Red Bulls. Right. For people outside of Australia, that's flavoured yeah. milk. Yeah. 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 Flavoured milk Not or skin. energy drinks. Yeah. Make me go to the toilet, though. <laughs> Talking of which, have you stocked up on loo paper roll? <laughs> the coronavirus is apparently a, also a diarrhea virus by the sounds of it. <laughs> it seems like it must what be. What is going on? Anyway. Anyway. We've well, moved away from Thank that. you, Hammer. Welcome back. Yeah. And Matthew Grimes says, the video looks too cramped. What? Spread out a bit. I mean, look at look, the, it's huge. Look at all the room this around room. us. This oh. is ridiculous. Oh, look, there's so much room. Richard, sit down, Richard. Okay, thank you, Matthew. But no, there's plenty of room in <laughs> here. It's fantastic, of room. and it's not at all hot and uh, sweaty in here. No, um, Adrian <laughs> Wollaston, uh, either turn Mel's mic up <laughs> or teach him how to use it. I know at the volume it's set at. Yeah, yeah. He has an extremely annoying habit of talking at normal volume at the start of a paragraph and then trailing off as a point where it sounds like Maybe he's he making an aside to someone and doesn't want anyone else to hear. So that's basically talking off mic. Yeah, which yeah. is uh, he, he yeah. does or, that all the time. But yeah. he also yeah. he also will start his sentence like this, and <laughs> yeah. not tell you this. And you'll answer his phone during the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> does a bit we of love that. Mal. What's going on? Kodiak wow. Seven says, "Why don't you release the video in the podcast feed?" So we're on YouTube, but we've been investigating uh, also posting the visual version of our podcast on iTunes. So oh yeah, we'll we'll get back to you on that. But that's a fantastic. And we're suggestion. on Spotify. Yeah, we're on we Spotify. We just found as that well. out. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. We know a new. Oh, we are. Wooshka. To end on a. Oh, you knew. 
Pritchard sang in you. The, the, producer, the producer of the podcast knew. Yes. But us. Is he going to put pants on today <laughs> or going to go through the whole thing like that? Now, oh. to end on a ridiculously positive note, Sujay Mysore says, Hello, just want to tell you that you... Uh, sorry. Just want to let you know yeah. that you guys are amazing. Oh. You get me through the walk home and the dishes oh. and the laundry. Oh. Wow. Thanks so much, exclamation mark. Sujay must be the most efficient housework operator <laughs> yeah, on right. the planet. Get it all done in because 40 minutes. Because it's only 40 minutes to 40 get the minutes. walk home, the dishes, the laundry. He works from home, obviously. Well, yeah. Very very timely because he also says, by the way, I was one of the first listeners to your podcast on Spotify. Quick flex. Oh, oh CJ. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So, Why don't we devote this episode to him? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, we hereby dedicate this episode to CJ Mosor. Yep. Thank you. Yep. All right. Now, moving on to the main topic of conversation <laughs> yeah. uh, for this week, and it has been big news that, mm. that we uncovered. That Ford is actively working on its 2021 Raptor, yep. and our own Andrew Chesterton, Chesterton if I remember correctly, mm. um, unearthed this and spoke directly with some senior people at Ford Australia, and uh, they're saying they are we we will make it better, is what they're saying. Right? How are they planning to do that? I mean, well, what, it... what they're saying is all elements of the vehicle, powertrain, suspension, the way it looks, is going to be improved. So. They mm. may have taken on board feedback around the engine that sits under the bonnet. Mm. Who knows what? I mean, there are enough mm. of them out there now mm. yeah. to have got mm. quite a lot of customer feedback. And I suppose it's just confirmation that there will be a Raptor in the next generation Ranger, yeah. which mm. is a, a pretty big deal. Oh, they'd be silly not to, just yeah. given the um, the level of excitement around that particular model absolutely. in that range. They'd be absolutely silly not to do it again. Yeah. It's such a popular car and yeah. it's such a niche car. It's cool. Co- it's expensive yeah mm. um but it just goes to show as a case study you know maybe uh the difference between a holden and a ford sort of scenario where they've got mustang they've got ranger and yeah. they've also got a high performance version of their most popular ute as yeah. well yeah yeah it's hard to see them going wrong they're on a, a winning recipe but you know see what happens. It's good to see, though, that there are a lot of Ranger Raptors out there that mm. aren't just show pony cars. I've seen quite a few with the canopy on the back. Yep. So a lot of them going for that double uh, purpose vehicle, as a lot of people want. And also um, some of them with tool racks and stuff on them. Like, so yep. they're not just show pony utes. Um, they just happen to be... Um, ultra comfortable and wide and really good to drive and I actually saw a tweet from a European uh, motoring journalist the other day that said this is the most complete car I've driven yeah. in 18 months yeah. in terms of just everything that it does well, the other ones it does drove, it well what at three wheels and yeah yeah they part were, of the, there wasn't a window in the left hand well, side <sighs> Times are tough. He's had a there. bad run then. Times if, are if tough. If in 18 months he hasn't driven a complete car. A complete well, when, car. when you can't get a car with the front <laughs> bumper on it, it's difficult. <laughs> That's right. Was it? Well, oh, we'll get to that section later. Anyway. Tesla. So Ford have not confirmed officially about a V8 uh, arriving? Or that's that's no. still rumour? Yeah, still rumour. Um, there's talk that there will be a V8. Um, I'm sure that there'd be tens of thousands of Australians who would love one. But... Whether it's, they'd be willing to spend seventy five, eighty grand on one that's right. different story. To me, to me, that's what it's missing. Um, yeah. You know, yet that four cylinder is you know very powerful yeah. uh, for what it is for you know the capacity engine. Um, but it, that needs a V eight. It, it needs the bark to you know 
for for that look. Yeah. Um, it, well, and I reckon there are plenty of people right who will spend you know eighty thousand dollars on a car like that if yeah. it's got a V eight. Simple simple way of fixing it. You've got a tray. Mm. You just put a two liter in the front and a two liter in the back. back yeah. yeah. Twin yeah. engine. Uh, twin engine. Exactly. There you go. And, and then twin charge it. Supercharge the front one. Turbocharge oh. the back one. Yeah. Oh, someone did that in a Volkswagen Golf. Actually, it's on our oversteer page. Yes, they yes. did. Diabolical. <laughs> but, I think is but the word. Ford Performance <laughs> says that the relationship between Volkswagen and Ford in developing this next model mm-hmm. uh, will only be a good thing. It will only improve the hardcore off-roaders' uh, capabilities, yeah. uh, is their contention. I uh, wonder if we'll see it um, move away from um, the low-range transfer case and just use a permanent all-wheel drive system like maybe. the, yeah. the Amarok, because it's such a good system yep. in the Amarok. Yep. It takes weight out and, yep. and complexity. Yep. Um, it, uh, there are a lot of people who think that the... Uh, computer-driven all-wheel drive system isn't as good as a low-range transfer case, but in pretty much every test I've ever done, yeah. it's shown to be just as good, if not better, than the majority of the competitors. That's so. right. You're going to... You- Definitely going to get your more traditional off-roaders wondering if that's going to reduce its capability. Yeah. Um, you know, in tough terrain, I I might agree with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, psychologically, psychologically, yeah. you want a low-range gear. Yeah. Um, and if you know you you're allowing the computer to decide what to do, mm-hmm. it doesn't give you that you know autonomy and that flexibility. Um, but most of the time, though, the car knows more than what the driver does about what's happening to it. So, oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. Next. <laughs> no, I was also going to say that whilst we're on the subject, I mean, the genesis of Raptor comes from the Ford F-150 Raptor. Yes. And that template has been applied yeah. to the Ranger now. Mm. Um, so at the same time, the CEO of Ford Australia, Kay Hart, has said that she's made it clear with mm. people in Dearborn that there is a market for an F-150 in Australia. Yeah. So she's determined that there should be a right-hand drive version of that truck. Yep. Uh, mm. And you'd have to say it's a better than Eamon's chance that we'll get it. Yeah? If we can get that F truck, yeah. honestly, it will, it'll probably damage sales of, of you know, Ranger and yeah. Raptor. Yeah. Um, but, man, that Australia has been primed for a truck like that for yeah. a long time. Well, look at Ram. You know, exactly. look at how successful the Ram yeah. 1500's been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And bring out an electric Hummer GM, um, which they're doing, and bring it out here, I reckon. Nah, it won't know. be made in right-hand drive. Ah, damn it. Um, but, the yeah, I guess the thing with um, the sales of Raptor, or sales of Ranger generally, we mm. saw it dip away a little bit in February. Yeah. Um, came, yeah. Instead of coming uh, the perennial second that it has been coming, and, and it came... Closer second. Yeah. It was, it was kind of nudging upwards. Yeah, it was backwards. getting very close to Hilux as yeah. the number one best-selling car in the country. But yeah. the RAV4 took number two position, yeah. and yes. uh, Ranger came third. But, I mean, it's still selling well. Absolutely. Uh, for a car that's many years into its life cycle and soon to be replaced. Yeah. Because um, yeah. Toyota consistently has, you know, the Hilux, RAV, Corolla, yep. all top in the top 10, yeah. you know, selling uh, cars in the country. So to have the top two, that's a big feather in the cap. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They've done well. Yeah. Mm. All mm. right. Mm. Well, we will leave that there. Suffice it to say that Ford is on the big ute and big truck warpath. Definitely. And it looks as though we'll all benefit um, I think, from that. Uh, just one more thing on that. I think we've spoken about it in the office a bit, but maybe not on the podcast. The only thing that I can see as uh, potentially stopping Ford from building a right-hand drive version of F-150... You're always mm-hmm. such a downer, man. Um, ...is always. production capacity. Because they, right. they sell, what, a million F-trucks a year in yes. America. Yeah. So um, slotting in 
uh, complexity to build, let's say, 5,000 mm. F trucks for Australia per mm. year. Yeah. The complexity involved in that is huge. But that, that Rouge plant is amazing. Yeah. That is a Ford showcase in terms of what can be done. And mm. the number of variations of F series truck that come through that plant. Yep. It's almost as if just, yeah, this one's a right-hand drive. It's just another variation. Yeah. It you should know, be easy. It should be. But well, for, for 5,000 units, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know whether there's a real business case there. There's The only option I see is for us to go to left-hand drive. <laughs> just I'm, I'm serious? I've just been calling for Everybody for else who's driving right-hand drive, I just reckon we've got to move across to left-hand drive. If you're proposing drive. that it's just the three of us that go to <laughs> the other side of the road, that's an extremely dangerous I just mean... Thing. Just me, we should go to right JC, hand. and <laughs> Matt should Campbell. Go to yeah. Drive. Yeah. We'll just go left hand drive. Okay. Yeah. All right. And buy some F 150s I'm doing it from today. Because <laughs> if you're going to do it, you want something fairly big to well, do that in. You know, let's start a campaign. Go LHD. <laughs> now, uh, what we'll move to Hashtag. rather than that yeah. is our garage. Ooh, and yeah. The cars that we've been driving. And Matt, I'll start with you first. Okay. You've been in the entry level area yes. of Hyundai's lot. Yeah. yeah? Uh, I've spent a little bit of time this week in the Hyundai Venue Go. Which yes. is the entry level version of the venue, which is now uh, Hyundai's entry level model. Right. Um, starting at 20 grand for the manual version of the Go and 22 for the one I was driving, the Auto. And um, it's a nice little thing. I, I, it won our uh, compact SUV comparison a, a little while ago, uh, and it was pretty impressive in that company. Um, it's not. A bells and whistles kind of car. It's got uh, steel wheels and hubcaps mm. uh, on the go spec. Nothing wrong with those. Uh, it's got yeah. halogen lights and DRLs that are LED, so yeah. it kind of looks a bit weird. Lots of things wrong with those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the car itself, really well packaged. Uh, I quite like the trucky sort of design of it. Other people yeah. hate it. Um, but it's a well-packaged, well-designed, um, feels its price inside, but definitely feels more appealing than the outgoing Hyundai Accent that yeah. it replaces, essentially. Also more practical than, say, a Kona. Yeah. You know, I, I can't sit in the back seat of Kona, but I can in a venue. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's coming in at a few grand cheaper than the equivalent mm. Kona. Mm. Uh, and it's got decent safety as well. So it's not too bad. It's even got tyre pressure monitoring on a $22,000 car, which is pretty good. Which, mm. which is a free pencil tyre pressure gauge that yeah. comes in the glove yeah. box. Yeah, it just says uh, you've just got to check your tyres. Yeah, just check pressure. your tyres a lot. Yeah. Free at every petrol station. It's called yeah. tyre pressure monitoring. Yeah. 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 You check them. Um, but it was actually quite handy because um, they were all low on the car. So oh, they? I don't know what happened, but they all went low. Uh, so they, I didn't, are they, they staying they went, up? Yes. Yeah, okay. they it's are your now. propensity for getting sweet air off, you know, particular intersections do, on your way to work each day. I do yeah, like to sweet, jump. Sweet tends to knock the yeah. uh, the stuffing out of the tyres. <laughs> but it's, it speaks volumes, doesn't it, that now the entry point into Hyundai's range is an SUV yeah. rather than a, a small hatch or, yep. or whatever, that there it is. They're, yeah, they're, and um, we've seen even with uh, Kia, with the Picanto, their little tiny urban car. Which is great. It's a fantastic mm. little thing, but... Even there, there's a market for an SUV-style version with the X-Line, which has been really popular for them. And I think that's yeah. just what people, they want to look tough and feel like they're rough and tumble. And Really? I mean, that's me all over. It's the <laughs> Japanese K-Car, little tough Toyota tank type yeah. of, you know, the cube, yeah. the ruckus yeah. sort of thing. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love the look. Yeah. yeah. I'm into it. Good. Okay. That's terrific. Now, Richard, we will move to yourself. <sighs> We're still in South Korea, but yes. it's a different brand. 
We are. We're not in South Korea, right? Literally now. We're, we are. On, we're here in. Oh, we are on the screen. That's right. We uh-huh. are in South Korea, and yeah. we're back, yeah. Yeah. and we're back again. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, look, I was driving something very pleasant until oh. I found out the price. Uh, okay. Uh, so I've been driving a Sangyong Corando. Mm-hmm. So it's the it's the third forgotten Korean cousin mm. to Hyundai and Kia. Yeah. And I've always I felt a little bit sorry for it. But now I don't. Oh. Uh, because, look, when I got it, I like the looks. It looks like, as you can see behind it, it looks like a cross between a Tiguan and a Suzuki Vitara. I like its tough little looks. It's, you know, it's sculpted bonnet and it's, you know, I like it. It looks good. Get inside. Now, this is the ultimate. So it's the top grade car. Uh, get inside. There's leather seats and there's everything. You know, when you walk up to the car, it unlocks itself. It turns the lights on in the in the wing mirrors, and you're looking at it going, "This is really good." Yeah. It's got heated and ventilated seats, and I've just got out of something which didn't have that for like you know a lot of money, um, and I thought like, this is great. And it got sort of auto tailgate, and then I found out it costs thirty seven thousand dollars. Right. And the fact is, is that it's the same size as a Kia Seltos. Uh, you know, a Honda HRV. Oh, it's a bit bigger than that. It's a bit bigger than oh, it's pushing CX five size. You reckon? I yeah. think it's smaller than a CX five. I'll get the dimensions for you. Uh, but it, it feels smaller than a CX five. Maybe it's somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, well, it's definitely. Well, maybe it's CX thirty. They they pitch yeah. it as their midsize SUV. Okay, I think it's I think it's a bit smaller than a midsize. I mean, even though room in the back is 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 pretty good, the boot space is very good. It's five hundred and fifty liters, but that's because they don't give you a spare tire. They give you a punch repair kit. Mm. Um, yeah. But I think okay, look, even for something which is sort of on you know verging into midsize territory, I still think for a brand a challenger brand like this, for thirty six thousand, you know. Uh, what is it? Thirty six thousand nine ninety. That's pretty pricey, mm-hmm. right. um, especially when you don't get the quality that you're getting. I feel you know um, that you're getting in a Hyundai or or, or a Kia. Yeah, well, thirty um, thirty seven thousand dollars can get you a bloody good Sportage. That's right. That's you know? what I mean. Um, um, and I guess the mm. the good thing about Sangyong, mm. um, they've followed the Kia mentality with the seven, seven year, year ownership plan. Yep. Yep. Seven years cap price, seven year yep. warranty, all that stuff. Yep. That's pretty impressive, pretty yeah. compelling. But I do think you're 100% right. The price is just a bit too high. If that car it's, was 33990 at that spec, you'd be like, oh, goodness me. Yeah, look, even you might not language, say it like that. Language, thank you, man. <laughs> You just might say, keep it clean, thank me. you. Goodness, good golly. Yeah. Um, I, look, I just don't think Sangyong's quite ready to be able to charge top dollar yet, not until it sort of you know makes a few conquests and wins over, yeah. wins over our hearts and minds just at this point. Get- it's a good-looking car. I just – and look, doesn't – it? There's nothing particularly wrong with it. I just think that the quality's not quite there. Yeah. The styling inside in the cabin isn't quite there either. Um, the fit and finish isn't quite there either. I don't think they're ready to charge almost forty grand for that car. Yeah. yeah. And I see like um, so the if it is if you are considering it against mm. uh, Sportage, which is what they said to us at yeah, the international it's a Sportage launch, size. Sportage. Yeah. Um, they saw it a CX5 Tucson, that sort of size mm. of SUV. Those cars are topping out at fifty grand, so yeah. it kind of makes sense when you consider that. Right. Yep. But hundred percent with you on the fact that it's maybe too much, too early. I think so. I think so. Look, even an old Tucson has a better fit and finish quality than than a brand new Carando. Mm. So, and a CX five that is light years ahead of this mm. in terms of drive, fit, finish, everything. Yeah. Right. 
Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Anyway, well, very good. Me. Very good. And halogen lights. Oh, and halogen lights. So okay. you've been in the ultimate. I've been in a titanium. Oh. I see your ultimate and raise you a titanium. <laughs> and I just had a go. A go. Yeah, come on, mate. Lift your game. Anyway, uh, this was an Everest. So a Ford Everest, yep. yeah. big seven-seat SUV. And the titanium is the top of the tree when it mm. comes to that model. Mm. And it's actually, we were speaking of Raptor, this has got the Raptor's engine. It's got the two-litre yeah. twin-turbo uh, diesel, and that's 157 kilowatts and 500 newton metres. So mm. a pretty healthy dose of torque. Chunky. Now, in terms of dollars, it's up above $70,000. It's $72,590 before you've even put it on the road. So you're expecting something pretty special at that money. Cheaper than a Ranger Raptor. Uh, 10-speed auto. It's big and bouncy, is yes. what I would say. Um, it's got, you know, the, the, the uh, Ranger on which it's based has the leaf springs at the rear. This, of course, moves to coils. Mm -hmm. But it's a heavy car. feels kind of top-heavy. It feels mm -hmm. as though it's moving around a lot on its suspension. Mm. Um, and it's got a multi-links to try and tie it down better. But it does feel that way. The interior, I thought, was really nice. Very high, high quality and nicely finished. Heaps of space, quite obviously, because it's a pretty big truck. Uh, but, yeah, just wobbly. And the... And the the throttle felt a bit doughy. Like it just did yeah. not want to pick up the throttle and, and get going. You really had to coerce it into getting into the mid-range and getting going. And it's got so it's got the 10-speed auto because I know yeah. with that uh, Everest I used, not not the one that you're driving, but a titanium on another occasion I used it uh, to tow my 1951 Ford. Yeah. Um, you know, about 300, 400 kilometres. Just to um, jump start it, Just to it? jump start it. Yeah. yeah, and you ended up going three or 400 kilometres. It would not we, do it. Well, you can't stop. You've got to keep going. Um, <laughs> That's right. I found it was interesting because I was I was concerned that it didn't have the, the 3.2 litre um, and that, you know, the smaller capacity engine wouldn't be able to handle the grunt. Handled it fine. Mm -hmm. What I didn't like about it was the 10-speed auto. Right. Um, I found it sort of fished around for gears. Um, I also found that I had to actually put it into sort of sport mode so that it would hold on to gears because when I had 1.5 tonnes of, you know, 1951 American steel on the back, um, it, it would tend to change up a gear going down a hill and you're like, when you're Whoa. towing, you don't want that because it starts to get away from you. Sure. And also going up hills as well, you wanted to hold gears rather than sort of like try to shift down a yeah. gear or something like that. So... But you can do that using the manual, you know, yeah. shifter. So. I also found it a little bit on the loud side. Um, yeah. That, that when yeah. you were trying to coerce that performance yeah. out of it, yeah. that, oh, that's a little intrusive. Yep. Not a, yep. Not a massive thing, but mm. just it was a, a bit noisier than you'd ideally like. Mm. Looking forward to seeing how it goes in our comparison test next uh, week. Ooh. Hint, hint. Um, it's going up against some other top spec ute-based SUVs and maybe, maybe something different as well. Fantastic. Uh, MX-5. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, talking about something different as well, it's time for Musquatch. <gasps> Great. Now, ah, thank you to Defence News uh, for this one. Is that James Tipping, tipping us off. It's an American, no, American uh, yeah. video and uh, online publication. So in a room packed full of US Air Force personnel this week, Elon said, quote, mm. the fighter jet era has passed. Locally, autonomous drone warfare is yeah. where it's at, yep. where the future will be. 100%. The reaction was a collective pause according to Defence News. And days later, the Pentagon's head of the F-35 program, <laughs> Lieutenant General Eric Fick, counted that the jet will be relevant for decades to come. Of course he said that. Mm. Yeah. 
He's says the jet man. <laughs> But here's the thing. This is the kicker. Unprompted, (laughs) Musk also shared his opinion on the F-35 built by Lockheed Martin, saying its past problems with cost and schedule performance Mm -hmm. could have been avoided if the Defence Department had retained a fifth-generation competitor to the jet instead of down-selecting to a single vendor in 2001. So they had uh, McDonnell Douglas, they had Northrop Grumman, they had Boeing in there. So very early in the process they went, okay, Lockheed Martin... You go with it. And he mm-hmm. said, that's all a problem. This from a guy who went through production hell making a car. Mm. This is a joint f- new strike. This is a strike uh, force thing jet. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, really, come on. Um, I mean, there's been some issues with that jet and, yeah. you know, trying to get it even delivered and, you know, have we got any yet? Condition. Are there any in Australia? I think Have we are. taken a, a delivery? I think we're, we. I think we're getting them. We're paying forty-five million a piece or something for them. Aren't is that we? Some or stupid is it billion. Doesn't sound Maybe like it's a billion. Enough. Yeah, maybe it might it's be a billion, billion each. I think it's, it is. Oh, it's, it's, that whole program has been plagued with problems. Yeah, and um, it would be. I don't know. I'm not a. I'm. It's not Jets guy. I've got I, a drone. I could. I you've could got a drone. It. I could take control of defence. I think they are a billion each, so we're only mm. buying half. Ah, we're buying yeah. half oh, a where plane. Where do we get forty-five up, million from? Up front, and then that's what you get paid, Matt. We oh. get oh, yeah. we get the wings, the undercarriage, and part of the cockpit, and then when we pay the other billion, yeah. we'll get the rest. It's layby. Yeah, it's it layby. It's yeah. Air Force layby. Yeah. Um, look, I look. Oh, I don't know. Look, I think I think drones are. An inevitable part of our society. They are going to appear. Looking, we're seeing in China already. There's drones telling people to, you know, wear their masks and you know, wash their hands. Um, <clears throat> of course, they're going to come. I, I was looking out the window the other day, and um, and there was a paddy wagon, a police paddy wagon, and the cops were chased. Were, had pulled up. And they were running around a building, and I saw the bad guy from my our window oh. run up the street. And the police were running around like ants because mm. we're very high up. Yeah. They weren't ants; they were police. Yeah. And they missed him seeing him. If they had a drone, they'd be able to put it up and they'd be able to find yes. him. Yes, I mean that's a totalitarian society and a, a dystopian <laughs> future. But yeah, yeah. but that's, you I go. mean that's where we're going. Most of the time, you don't Enjoy like the drones because you don't like CVTs either. Well, yeah. Elon Musk, I oh god, don't get me started on CVTs. <laughs> Um, Elon Musk is actually anti-drone because he believes the future is under the ground. Meanwhile, can I add some breaking news? Sure, breaking. Um, breaking news. So, did you did you see that Uber Air's uh, documents have been found under the Freedom of Information Act? Right. Uber no. Air. Okay. Uber this Air. Is so the from drone, Melbourne, drone Uber. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So they're doing. They're going to be maintaining trials between Melbourne CBD and, and Melbourne Airport in Australia, obviously. Uh, well, it could be Florida. Yeah. Um, and so, so information has been released under the Freedom of Information Act, um, and the decibel readings are going to be as loud as vacuum cleaners, so they're going to be like 80 decibels or something like that, so they're going to be really loud overhead, and they're thinking thousands of flights you know, per day, so it's going to oh. be a nightmare, wow. but the government is moving ahead with this plan. Anyway, Elon is against drones, um, so it's unusual for but him to say that. I suppose that's the idea of a mm. test, isn't it? You know, mm. if, you, if you're going to trial this, all yeah. right, let's see what turns up. I've, I've, yeah. got, a, I've got an alternative for Melbourne. Just build a train. Oh. To the airport from yes. the cities, wouldn't that just make things better for everyone? Would be, well, the sky bus is good. Um, I've got the sky bus. Yeah, yeah. It's not as good as a train. Though. No, trains are good. Have more trains, Melbourne. Okay, yeah. now trams. You're good at trams. Moving, yeah. moving to the dear leader's favourite stomping ground on Twitter. He just came out with a random statement and said, "Mad respect for the makers of things." Right? Mad respect for the makers of things. Just to which Mitcha D, yeah. who's from Puerto Rico, Bro. if the flag on her um, uh, Twitter handle is any indication, said, I make porn. 
To which Pappy <laughs> Jamison said, awesome. There you so, go. Well but, done. But the Ever huge... Mad but, respect. But, mad respect for that. And the huge burn that came after that was several people, including this one, Tallow, who said, are you sure about that? And posted a picture of this 2B anime character, mm. uh, a picture of which Elon had posted some time ago and got the response, credit the artist, Elon, to yeah. which he'd said, no. Like just <gasps> this big fat no at oh. the bottom. Oh. So you don't have mad respect for the creators of art, quite obviously. Yeah. But uh, it, you don't make things on the internet. They just exist. Exist. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon it's we can get Elon, mindset? Elon in one day to the Cars Guide podcast? And he can do... Well, we've had him muscles. on the line. Yeah, we yeah, had him on the line. Day. In the yeah. studio. Actually. I mean, his time is money. Or in the garage. His time is money. It's we might tricky. just have to show up to SpaceX HQ and, and just... just yeah. But Mr. Pritchard yeah. knows his personal sure, front him. So we might have to tap that connection again. Yeah. Yeah. So then Elon also tweeted this week, dogs rock, and they have the best coin. All right? Now, according to Forbes, it was a reference to Dogecoin, which is a cryptocurrency featuring a, like, a likeness of the Shiba Inu dog uh-huh. from the Doge internet meme as its logo. Yep. So he sent the price of that cryptocurrency 5% higher with that one tweet. Wow. So Deus Ex posted one of many brilliant dog memes that came in response to this. Uh, for viewers on YouTube, you'll have it behind us, which is actually a small stormtrooper um, trotting towards you, which is pretty good. And Sash uh, posted one on photosynthesis, which is actually a dog in a plant pot. <laughs> and the dog is saying, am plant, no bork today, am doing a grow, <laughs> photosynthesis. <laughs> That is exactly our dogs love it. They talk, do. They talk. Yeah. 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 No bork today. Doing a grow. <laughs> That's so good. I love it. Um, yeah. And they're normally after Chimpkin. Is yes. that Chimpkin? Yeah. yeah. I love Chimpkin. <laughs> now, in terms of the Tesla share price, mm. we're back to seven hundred and forty-nine dollars fifty. Oh, that's so a... it was it was six seventy-nine last week. Yeah. So it had fallen a couple of hundred bucks back yeah. from eight hundred and seventy odd to six hundred and seventy odd. Now, what does a share normally seven... cost? Just in general. I don't know anything about the stock market. $12. $12. I don't know either. It depends on the overall value of the company. It's what, what it makes, what it's and how many shares produce, there are. its, there its are. potential, yeah. and the share offering. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, 700 is a lot. But right? on Tuesday, JMP Securities, which is apparently an influential firm in the US, mm. upgraded it and set a price target of $1,060 per share, what? which would put Tesla among the highest stocks on Wall Street. Um, According to The Verge, this is despite the fact the Chinese government has ordered the shutdown of Tesla's new factory in Shanghai over coronavirus fears, Mm -hmm. which is part of the reason why it had come back off that very high price. The Shanghai Gigafactory is the first wholly foreign-owned car plant in China. But they still said, you've got to shut down. Okay. So it's idled at the moment. You can guarantee, though, um, that as soon as the coronavirus... uh pandemic has sort of passed uh as soon as uh you know it does sort of ease off i think the chinese will be fiercely back onto production mm. um, oh, of course of everything they they'll make. be making yeah. double time uh-huh. on i was gonna dollar. say i was gonna say earlier um i guess thailand at the moment is actually still up and running and there's still a pretty free flow of utes and cars that are built in thailand which mm. is a good thing for economies like australia uh and they are going to be impacted like everyone on the planet mm. by parts shortages from China. Um, but uh, the fact that the Chinese car market, the car assembly and, and building market there is basically stopped 
yeah. uh, yes. and will be for many months to come. And, yeah. and that's just Scary. the one that we come into contact with. You know, so many categories mm. right around yeah. the world will be impacted because China is just gradually shutting down. Well, they're our warehouse which makes and builds and Things. delivers everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. pretty much. Mm. Anyway, on that happy note, um, <laughs> we have reached the finish line from the podcast. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. And thank you, Matt. Thanks. And thanks to our mixing desk Jedi, Mr. Pritchard, for getting our voices and vision to you so yeah. effectively. Yep. Today, he's in a Pritchard family tartan suit. Yeah. Finished off with socks and sandals, mm. which is... Amazing, but he didn't wear the pants, like you said earlier. Did not wear the pants, just the belt. There was something wrong about it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Please pass on the word about the podcast and let us know your thoughts by searching for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram Mm. using the hashtag CG Podcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. Yeah. If you're an iTunes listener, please rate and review us. We're still at five stars, by the way, which is ridiculous. That's the maximum you you can get. (laughs) Apparently so. Yeah. Uh, I love and it when remember, people say, you it's can, five out of five? Yeah. You can watch us on YouTube. But yeah. before we go, look, I was going to finish with a funny story about a mate's encounter with an armoured vehicle, but I won't, because last time I told it, it tanked. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, I'm just not going to tell it. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Lucky most people don't get to the end of this. 